Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, welcome to our number two here on Buffalo Football Monday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you as we motor through the analysis of Saturday's win over the Bears, giving the Bills their third straight division title, 2020, 2021, now 2022, AFC East champs. And what also happened over the course of the weekend was another playoff spot was secured in the conference race in the AFC, as there are now just two spots open. Baltimore, by winning this past weekend, clinched a playoff berth. They still have a chance to win the AFC North. And Steve, I'm telling you right now, If Baltimore and Cincinnati remain within one game of each other, that is your week 18 flexorama. Oh, yeah. They play. Because they'll play for the division title. Let me say this. I'll watch it. I want to see that game. Yeah. And not only that, for those that don't know, Baltimore beat Cincinnati 19-17 in their first matchup. So they currently have the head-to-head edge. And. Right now, as we know, Cincinnati is the division leader, 11 and four, Baltimore right behind them at 10 and five, and they would play week 18. That is juicy. Um, And I'll say this, the Baltimore Ravens are going to be standing on their heads, wanting to, (laughs) wanting the Bills to beat the Cincinnati Bengals big time. They'll be rooting for us for sure. Um One other follow-up to the Broncos firing of Nathaniel Hackett this past hour fired at just a four and 11 record 15 games is how long he lasted. And he has been axed as head coach of the Broncos. So Steve and I are secretly hoping for a inspired Broncos team to come out and beat the chiefs this weekend. It might be a pipe dream, but it can't get worse on offense. It can't get worse. This is where you say, let's ride. Come on. 32nd in the league and points scored. 27th in total offense 
and 24th in passing. Yeah. And Russell Wilson did not look good again last week. Um, but here's what uh-huh. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport said in following up on the Nathaniel Hackett firing. The product on the field for the Broncos was bad. The QB play was bad. The fighting on the sideline was just as bad or maybe worse. A sign the coach had no control over anything. Thus, the firing of Broncos coach Nathaniel Hackett. Now, the other thing here, Steve, is that's the easier of the two moves because they trade for Russell Wilson and give a boatload of players and capital to the Seattle Seahawks and their quarterback stinks and they've already signed him to $125 million extension. What happens if the new coach that comes in can't fix Russ either? We talked about this, Steve, and the cap hit. We talked about this. Right. Yeah. They can't they can't move off it. That's right. Um, that's what and I, I was reading through during the break, I was reading to you. There's there's already a reporter out there who is saying, you know, this might be the perfect landing spot for a guy like Leslie Frazier. The Broncos have hired first-time head coaches the last three hires. None of yeah. them have lasted into their, thir- you know, into their fourth year, third year. But I think that speaks to. I'm with you, Brownie. I think this. You're coming into this with an entirely new offensive guy. Yeah, you, you need, need somebody yeah. to to pad your investment, give your two hundred million dollar investment in Russ Wilson a chance to be successful. I think the Broncos go totally offensive-minded here, and it's you know, and and I think it'll be a former head coach. I mean, does Sean Payton want any of this? If he's watching it every week, he might not. Yeah. <laughs> right. And but those are, but that's, uh, you're the right. Word is out right? On Russell Wilson too. Oh no, you're a hundred percent right. It's going to be an offensive minded head coaching. So candidate. that shortens the list. But yeah. Precipitously. It does. It does. Former so, offensive head coaches. Defense is not the problem in Denver. That is not the problem yeah. right now. Um, and and unfortunately, I think another thing that's working against Leslie Frazier, no one will say this, but what do owners tend to gravitate to? They tend to gravitate to the up-and-coming young head coaching candidate. Right. Like, perfect example, San Francisco's D'Amico Ryans, the defensive coordinator there. D'Amico Ryans probably going to get a head coaching job in the offseason this year. Why? Because he's like 42. And he's got the number one defense in football and people like his play calling acumen. Leslie Frazier's got 10 times the pelts on the wall that D'Amico Ryan's does as a coach. Right. But these, these owners want the guy uh, that seems to be the young cutting edge coach more than anything else. We see them gravitate to those guys all the time. There's always this thought as well. What happens if you hire Leslie Frazier and all your hopes and dreams come true? And then five years down the road, he he's like, man, I'm done. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm almost 70. Right. right? Yeah. Um, I get it. Then you, 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 if you get him and he's great for five years, that means your first five-year contract, you've signed an extension and now you're going to have the guy retire on you and you're still owing money. Um, yeah, that's a that's a thing as well. There's always that thought that if if you get a guy who's got enough skins on the wall and enough experience, all of a sudden, even if you hire him and he's the right guy, he may not have it left in the tank to give you all you, you know, for the run of your even your great player. So for instance, like if if you hire a you know, a sixty five year old head coach and you draft Josh Allen, 
Josh is going to last way beyond that coach. So, yeah, it's a thought. I don't know how much that goes into it. I mean, if you get the right guy, you get the right guy. You get If you get a world championship out of it, who cares? Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I think what happens is most of these most owners and ownership groups will, you know, if you hire a consultant or people who headhunters or whatever you want to call it, say, well, what do you want your head coach to do or be or whatever? They got to come up with the right answers and look for the right guy because there'll always be people who will fill whatever requirements they have in mind. So we'll see. But it, like, you know, like we said, here, people here in Buffalo have nothing but love and respect for Leslie Frazier, want nothing but the best for him. Um, Absolutely. And and he would you. There are a lot of teams out there who would benefit from him being their head coach. Yeah. Uh, the conference race, as we mentioned at the top, Steve, is tight. It's tight at the top, and it's tight at the bottom. There are now one, two, three, four, five teams in the AFC that are seven and eight, and then you have two teams with eight wins: the Chargers and Miami chargers play tonight. Um, the getting in at the bottom end of this, it's a, it's a horse race. I mean, it's, yes, it is. It is. You got a half a dozen teams within a win or a loss of each other. And some of them play each other in the last two weeks. Yeah. Jacksonville is the four seed right now. They're seven and eight. They're ahead in the AFC South, but then you've got, the Chargers in Miami, who are ahead of them in the win-loss column, but they're in the wrong division. New England, the Jets, Tennessee, Pittsburgh. 11 teams have got a shot. Of, I mean, not just in the, not, you know, the in-the-hunt thing. They're thinking, we, gotta, we can get in. Right. The only 11 is, teams. The only and problem course, is. Four of them are already in. but Yeah. Demand is outweighing supply here, though, because. That's right. If the like we said at the top of the show, if the Chargers win tonight, yeah, they're in. They're in because they needed three other teams to lose this weekend. They needed the Raiders to lose. Happen. They needed, yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna. They need the Raiders to lose. Miami to lose. I think they. I think they needed Miami to lose. Yes, and then there was one other AFC team that I had think to it was- lose. Might have been the Jets, but no, I don't think it was the Jets. Or it might have been Tennessee or New England yeah. or Vegas. I don't know. No, it was Las Vegas. Las Vegas was one of them. The, the, yeah, right. the, the bottom line is they needed three teams to lose, and they had to win. Those three teams all lost on Saturday and Sunday. So they beat the Colts tonight in Indy. They're in, and they grab one of the they grab the sixth playoff berth leaving one left for basically those half dozen teams that we mentioned. So demand right. is far outweighing supply in terms of play. Yeah. The chargers win tonight, seven teams for three spots, seven teams for three spots. And they are all right there. Well, yeah, but if the chargers win tonight, it's six teams for one spot. <laughs> I mean, they'd be fighting tooth and nail there. Um, among the teams in the best position, not counting the Chargers, Miami, who has a six and four conference record, they have the best conference record of those eight and seven slash seven and eight teams. Jacksonville also six and four in the conference, but 
Miami has eight wins. None of those other teams do. And I think Miami has the easiest road to the seventh and final playoff seed if, in fact, the Chargers nail down their playoff ticket tonight with a victory. Um, But stranger things have happened. And because there are some head-to-head matchups here in the final two weeks of the season, it's going to get very, very interesting at the bottom of this playoff ledger. And Miami, in their final two weeks, have two division games. They're at New England this week, and they are hosting the Jets in week 18. Right. So, and, and oh, by the way, they've lost four in a row. So, right. And they, they, uh, they beat New England on opening day 20 to seven. Miami did. Right. So they um, have that win in hand. And then they lost to the Jets, though, 40 to 17. Yes. Earlier in the season. But they did. Those two games are pretty big. Um, it's two division games to finish the season. Yowzer. And we said we would talk about this, so we might as well do it here, Steve. Tua went Kablua in the fourth quarter in yesterday's game. They are ahead 17 to 10. So they're up a touchdown in the first half. And I think late they were up 20 to 10 at one point. And then Packers start chipping away. They get to the fourth quarter and Tua throws three interceptions. And I'm just going to tell you right now, Every one of them looked awful. And I remember we had Eric Wood on the show, and he'll be joining us in the third hour today. We had Eric Wood on the show last week on Monday, and we were talking about Tua a little bit because we were on the heels of Buffalo's win over the Dolphins. And he compared the type of thrower that Tua has to be to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Guys that aren't blessed with a howitzer for an arm, and they're a timing and rhythm quarterback that has to stick their back foot in the ground at the top of their drop and fire the ball out with anticipation and timing. But the problem is sometimes the receiver doesn't see the same thing the quarterback believes he sees. The ball goes somewhere where the receiver is not, and you become prone to interceptions. And we witnessed that with the Dolphins in the fourth quarter on Sunday, and it cost them the game. It's these guys and coaching staffs are such a high level in the NFL. If it's a lot like what we heard Ed Oliver talk about with Justin Fields after the game Saturday, here's what this guy, we think this guy can do. Here's where he can hurt us. Here's what we're going to do to keep him from doing that. Ja, uh, uh, Tua obviously is different than Justin Fields, but it's the same scenario. Here's what Tua does well. Here's where he can beat us. Let's do what we can in this manner to keep him from being able to do that. That's why a guy like Josh Allen, when you go back and say, well, when he drops back, if we do this, uh, well, he could do that. <laughs> he could do this other thing that will beat us. Or if we do this, he'll just throw, make this throw and we can't, you know what I'm saying? There are no, vis- yeah. there are no visible weaknesses in his game like there are into it. There are certain throws you would like Tua to make more often that he can't, or they don't want him to. There's none of that stuff going on with Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert. You know, those, those throws don't exist. 
So you you know the book is different. You got to fool them with coverages, like the Bears did with Josh on a couple of throws. You know where you drop a guy from someplace out of the defense, slough off into the coverage, and all of a sudden he's someplace where nobody thought he was going to be, and Josh made the throw already. So it's a turnover. That's what you got to do to some of these guys. You got to fool them. Well, then okay, if he catches you before he throws it, and you're trying to fool him, he just pulls it down, and you lose anyway. That's the difference between Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Burrow. Herbert and guys like Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And at this point, Russ Wilson, you know, the guys like, you know, Mike White, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, they they can only beat you one way. And like we've been talking about, the Bills can beat you any way you're weak. They'll exploit it. Now, that's the way it is. Did you see that fourth quarter? Like, were you watching that game? I no. Tua had no Tua had, like I told you, all three interceptions in the fourth quarter. I know. I listen. I read had three picks in 12 plays. 12 plays from scrimmage. He had three picks. It was an absolute collapse. A collapse. Now they've lost four in a row. Think about that. This team was eight and three. They're now eight and seven. They got beat by a 36-year-old quarterback who's been struggling all year. They got beat by Josh, Justin Herbert, and the San Francisco 49ers. Four really four pretty good teams. The Packers are back in it. They're they're playing much better now, but you know. Uh four wins in a row. Four losses in a row. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's this is really going to test McDaniel and his ability to keep that locker room together. Right. And the Packers are right back in the mix for one of the yes. final playoff seeds in the NFC because Seattle lost, Detroit lost, and Washington lost. So Washington 7 7 and 1. And now Seattle and Detroit are even with Green Bay at 7 and 8. Yeah. There's three, there's 10 teams in the hunt. Very, I mean, like the AFC, there are four teams that have sewed up a playoff spot and a couple of division champions. Minnesota and San Francisco have got their divisions wrapped up. So does Philly. Um, so there's three of those. Dallas is in for sure. But then you've got Tampa Bay, the Giants, Washington, uh, Seattle, and even Detroit and Green Bay are still in it. Yep. It's a... It's a horse race at the end, but there's not, they're just running out of room is what the problem is. There's just not enough slots for all these teams to make it. Yeah. But I, I, you know, the, the fact that green Bay has hung in there as long as they haven't climbed back into it. Good for them. Uh, and you could see going into that game yesterday, even from the distance that you and I are from the Packers and the dolphins. I thought the, I thought the Packers had a real chance in that game. Despite the down year that everybody kind of yeah. have that going on with them, Devonte Adams isn't there. You know, Aaron Rodgers is this. You know, like I call him this wild donkey. They are, they're too good. Rodgers is too good. Their coaching staff's too good. They got too much experience not to have a chance against a team like the Dolphins, who are becoming a one-trick pony, if not that already. Man, yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know. Like, Steve, as you had said, our hope as Bills fans 
is for Tua to be the quarterback of the Dolphins for the next 10 years. I mean, I'm happy that they're sliding right now, but I don't want Tua to be the number one reason because then they start looking for another quarterback. I want him to hold on to Tua. <laughs> you can have that guy. Listen, Keep that- playing with that guy. If you're a Dolphins fan and you hear Bill's talking like that, that's got to give you a reason to be hesitant. I that's where I've been the whole time. I said, I hope, yeah, he's great. Yeah, you were. He Tua's playing great. Good for him. You guys are really good with Tua. Go with him. (laughs) It's all a ruse. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Uh, We don't need you want them to draft like Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow? Yeah. Dude. They they could have had Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert, yeah. They could have had Justin Herbert. Man, that think about the AFC East if that happens. Yeah. It's back to Marino and Kelly every year. Yep. Now I say this after the, I'll say this after the Bills beat the Dolphins up here in that you know in that night game I'll say this and I do believe it. The the Dolphins Bills rivalry is right back on the front burner for Bills fans. Yeah, that oh, is, they'll be that a handful. Is, that is the rivalry. That is the rivalry right now because the the Patriots are are you know they're struggling with Mac and their coaching staff and the whole situation up in New England and the Jets. I mean, they're they're loving life that they got Mike White cleared for contact. Yeah. So let's just wait for them. Well, to get they'll back be on it. yeah they'll be mining they'll be looking for another quarterback this off season, whether it's a, a veteran, I think it could be a veteran player. Oh, I think because I think be. they, I think they feel their defense is good enough to win a championship. Now. I think they feel they have a championship caliber defense. They just need an answer at quarterback. Cause I think they feel they have enough talent on offense, you know, with Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and Tyler if, Conklin's a serviceable tight end. You have the veteran receiver, Corey Davis. And when Brees Hall comes back off the knee injury, you know, logic says they got a running game to go with it too. They yeah. just really need some offensive line and a veteran quarterback to run the show. I, I don't care. It, New York Jets general manager Joe Douglas is that right? Is that yes. the right name? All right. If Joe Douglas were Brandon Bean, don't you think they sign somebody like as good a guy as they can get, a veteran guy as they can get, maybe like a Tyrod Taylor or, or whatever, is, whoever's is, available? What about Garoppolo? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And. Trade up as high as they can and get because it's supposed to be a pretty good crop of quarterbacks coming out this year. Draft one of those guys as high as you can get. Let them sit behind a guy like Garoppolo for a half a season and try and make it go. You know, try and get the right guy this time instead of the guy they got last time. I mean, that's what you do. That's what the Jets have to do, I think, this year. They got to entice a veteran player to a two-year or a three-year contract for really good money, get your rookie quarterback on his deal, high draft pick, groom him, let him learn, and then and then go from there. Try and win games until he's ready. Right? Yes. yes don't don't bring Nathan Peterman in. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think you have to worry. That's about where the that. Bills got stuck. I mean, but, Garoppolo is probably going to be an option. You know, we'll have to see what other quarterbacks shake loose out of the trees. You know, where is Baker Mayfield? You know, that right. kind of stuff. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if Baker Mayfield came to this division? Sam Darnold? No, I mean, he's not coming back. Um, That would be funny. We have to take a break here, but when Steve and I come back, it's time for us to go around the locker room 
We'll get some of the thoughts from the players and maybe even head coach Sean McDermott on the win over the Bears for their third straight division title. That's coming your way next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 